On the All American Dream Podcast, we are a team of title experts on a mission to provide valuable and tangible advice that will help you grow into the best version of yourself, both personally and professionally. This kind of growth takes time and effort, but we're here for the long haul and ready to put in the work. Are you? Today on the podcast, we are sitting down with Brandon Archie, real estate agent at Keller Williams. Brandon uses videos as a way to educate his clients and differentiate himself from other agents in the industry. On today's episode, Brandon shares valuable advice that he's learned about all aspects of video marketing, from the content creation to the execution to the editing and everything in between. If you're looking to take your video marketing to the next level, this episode is for you. Thank you so much, Brandon, for joining us on the podcast today. We're so excited to have you. Thank you for having me. Welcome. So, Brandon, when I first came across your Instagram, the first thing that caught my eye was your videos because they're amazing. So they tell are us, awesome. Yeah. Tell us a little bit about how you got into video marketing. Yeah. So uh, originally when I started doing videos, it really wasn't for the marketing aspect of it. It was more so to kind of educate uh, potential home buyers and home sellers. Um, just a little backstory about me. I've had my license for a little over three years, and a year before I got my real estate license is when I bought my first house. Mm. Um, when I bought my house, I had no clue about the process at all, didn't know anything about it, um, and I actually randomly applied for pre-approval and surprisingly got approved. <laughs> so that automatically like got me excited and went through the home buying process. Um, didn't know anything about earnest money, closing costs, or anything yes. like that. So, what is title? Yeah, <laughs> none of that. Um, so after that whole process, it was kind of like, wow, this was easier than I thought it was. And I started thinking about how many other people like me didn't know anything about the process as well. Like simple things like what's the difference between a single family home or a townhouse, um, things like that. So naturally, when I got my real estate license, that was kind of my main focus is helping educate people like me mm -hmm. you know, topics like that. So that's mm -hmm. kind of where it started. And you have a background with videos, right? Um, kind of. So photography more so. Um, I've always had like the, like the high end Canon cameras and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. um, the lighting equipment that I use, I had that prior to real estate. Video was kind of more so this year, like beginning of this okay. year, like when I got really into it and doing more research. Um, and I know we'll get into the YouTube stuff, but I started a YouTube channel three years ago, um, did a few videos, but wasn't really very consistent with it. And my videos were pretty boring, honestly. <laughs> so um, it takes a lot. So it was kind of overwhelming at first. So that's why the inconsistency kind of stopped doing it. But then, you know, listening to a bunch of real estate podcasts like Tom Ferry, um, everybody knows Gary Vee. Uh, just <laughs> all of that. They're always like video, video, video. You need to be on video. Mm -hmm. And although you know it's a lot of work, when you keep hearing everybody saying it, you're like, okay, let's let's revisit this. <laughs> so, okay, I have a few questions here. So when you dived into, when you were like, okay, I'm going to dedicate to my business. I'm going to do videos and educate. One of my unique things of working with you is educating your clients. Did you start off right away with the nicest equipment or because like, right, you're kind of newer in the industry. You were like newer in the industry, right? Yep. And so then Mark, like 
I, I know the equipment's expensive, yeah. right? It's not yeah. cheap. <laughs> so did you, or did you kind of like, you know what? We can just roll with this on the iPhones. Those are also not exp- or not um, not expensive either. Those are like, you know, right? And yeah. they're great quality. So kind of what route did you go? So I did, my first couple of videos were with my iPhone. Okay. Um, I don't even think I was using the lighting. I was just sitting next to my window. <laughs> and, and they're still on my YouTube channel, my original videos. So you can see them. Um, but yeah, my iPhone, no lighting and things like that, and just kind of talking. And I think uh, another thing that I did wrong now in retrospect is I didn't use a script. So when I was doing these videos, I'm just talking off the top of my head. But then you can kind of tell in my video because my facial expression is just kind of like monotone. I'm just talking like, you know, not really entertaining or yeah. engaging. Yeah. So it was very boring to watch. Um, but yeah, you can definitely, especially with the iPhones, the way that they are now and the cameras, how good they are, you can most definitely use your iPhone and nobody would ever tell the difference. It's more so about the lighting that you use than it is the actual camera itself, because the lighting will make it look night and day. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and since you, when you started the video marketing, did you see a, like a growth in your business and, and not you to like, you not only utilizing it for social media based? Yeah, so um, in the beginning with the videos, you don't really know the impact of it right away because one thing I had to learn with social media specifically is that just because they didn't like it or comment doesn't mean they didn't see it. Mm -hmm. So what would happen is, you know, I would see people out in public and they're like, oh, I love your videos. And I'm like, oh, I didn't know you were looking at them. Okay. And then after a while, when you get so many people saying the same thing, you're like, okay, maybe I should, you know, start being consistent with these again. And now, um, you know, in the last like two, three months that I've actually been consistent with like the reels and the YouTube videos, um, I just had a buyer consultation yesterday from someone who found me on YouTube. Um, That's awesome. I have two people right now that are doing their real estate license classes with my office that found me on YouTube, one of my videos. Um, And yeah, I'm just constantly meeting new people now with doing those. So that's, that's very cool. Amazing. So going back to YouTube, what initially drew you to start posting videos on YouTube or how, cause that was a few years ago. Mm-hmm. So I feel like when people initially think of social media, a lot of times like Instagram or Facebook or TikTok, TikTok yeah. comes to mind. Um, why YouTube? So just me personally, um, YouTube is my favorite website. When I want to go learn something, I go straight to YouTube. And quite honestly, I probably spend like four or five hours a day on YouTube just looking at <laughs> No way. Like, no wow. joke. Especially now that I'm actually in video, because not only am I like looking at the content that I want to learn about, but I'm also looking, okay, what, how did their lighting setting, you know, how did they set up their lighting? Yeah, um, you're learning from it. Yeah. How did they, how did they hook me? Why did I click on this video just now? What's keeping me here? So, and then I take that and bring it back to my own videos. Um, Okay, because we're watching a lot of Coco Melon at my house on YouTube, <laughs> so it's not. Yeah. Our four to five hours a day is different. <laughs> but YouTube is, I mean, it's like the logical thing for me if you're going to be doing video because it's evergreen. So, like, if I post a video, what's a single family or what's the difference between a single family home and a townhouse? If you watch that video five years from now, it's still going to be relevant. Mm-hmm. Very well said. If I post that same video on Instagram or Facebook, it'll be gone off of people's feeds by tomorrow. 
Yeah, very well said. Have you found it difficult at all to keep up on platforms that aren't evergreen with your content? Because it takes, I mean, videos take a lot of time, not only writing the script for them, but editing, making sure the lighting's all good. Just everything all in all takes a really long time. speaking from experience over there? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, definitely. Um, So the biggest way that I've kind of combated that to, like I said, being consistent with it is the main factor that's going to determine if you're going to be successful with it or not. Um, I specifically only do Facebook, Instagram, YouTube. Before, like in the beginning, I would be on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, Snapchat, LinkedIn, and it was just too much. Because at the end of the day, like if you're trying to keep up with all of the, and then TikTok now, mm-hmm. if you're trying to keep up with all those platforms, what's going to happen is that you're going to start posting the same content on all the platforms. That's what I was going to ask. Yeah, yeah, but if you're posting the same exact content on all the platforms, what incentive do I have to follow you on each platform? I already know what you're posting. Mm-hmm. So I strategically post different things on Facebook versus Instagram because I want you to follow me on both. So like, for instance, you know, on my story, I always make sure I have something on my story. Um, let's say I'm going to a listing appointment in Coon Rapids. I may post a picture of the house on Instagram and say, you know, listing appointment, you know, whatever. But then on Facebook, I may say that I'm at a listing appointment, but instead of taking a picture of the house, I'll take a picture of something else or a video of something and talk about, uh, or maybe after the listing appointment, say, oh yeah, I just had a listing appointment, this is how it went, but different content on both so that it doesn't get boring. Do you recommend also using stories or do you straight up like just only posting often or, because like stories right there and they last for 24 hours, so Mm -hmm. what's kind of your suggestion i value stories way more than posts um i always make sure that there's something on my story at all times Um, and that's just because i get the most engagement on my stories because it's like real time like people are especially if you know you have people that want to be a real estate agent or want to see like what you're doing throughout the day like people can have a glimpse of what you're actually doing throughout the day so if you're doing an open house or showings or what i'm eating or if i'm at the gym like they know this person's actually working, but he's also a real person at the end of the day. Um, I view stories way more than posts. Yeah, yeah. same. Because it's a lot quicker. So if you're in between appointments or you're waiting in line to get your lunch or whatever, yeah. like you just go on there and you look at it for a couple seconds and then yeah. log off. Yeah. And I think the biggest thing too, the biggest benefit over or with stories over posting is that just going back to my earlier statement, just because they didn't like it doesn't mean they didn't see it. Mm-hmm. But you don't know that unless they like it or comment. Yeah. With stories, you can literally see who's looking at your story. Mm-hmm. So I'll like I know my top ten people that view my stories on a daily basis. So that either means you know you're either looking at doing something real estate related pretty soon, or you like my content, or you're learning something. Because all I ever post is real estate, me at the gym eating something so one of those (laughs) one of those things is interesting to you for you to keep following me or looking at my story yeah that's a really good point i think another really big benefit of stories too is that you can link directly to stuff versus like in a post you say go click the link in my bio and who's going to actually do that versus if you can just link it in your story Yeah. yeah so do you use any man like so to manage all of this, right? So you're man- you you focused on, you were going kind of too wide. You went honed down to focus on like just a few social media platforms. Mm-hmm. And so do you use any tools to help manage that? Or like, we don't do that, but we have, just, uh, we've done that. Like the apps, like Hootsuite. <laughs> yeah, yeah, things like that. Yeah. So like, Scheduling. or or do yeah. you like it to be 
obviously stories real time, but or do you like it to kind of be real time for you mm-hmm. along those lines? Um, obviously, YouTube is not real time, but you understand yeah, what I'm saying. Yeah, I'm pretty bad at that as far as like the scheduling aspect of it goes. Um, I've tried to be, I've tried to get better with that, but most of my posts, I'd probably say honestly, like ninety percent of my posts. When I post it, I just posted it. It wasn't like planned or anything like that. Okay. Um, especially my stories. Stories are always spontaneous in the moment. Um, but yeah, that's something that I probably will need to get better at because YouTube by itself, like you can't put YouTube in the same bucket as Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok. Mm-hmm. YouTube is completely different. So mm-hmm. that, yeah, that's a whole nother like beast. <laughs> yeah. So kind of going off of that, if if you don't plan it in advance, for your videos specifically, do you wait until someone asks a question to figure out your content for a video or do you kind of have like a running list of different videos you you want to make or how do you come up with your content? Yeah, so as far as the videos go, I would say that's probably the only thing I plan. Um, so I'll write down, like I'll do a little brainstorm with myself and I'll just write down a bunch of different topics on a sheet of paper. Um, I try to post at least two reels a week um, just to, like I said, keep it consistent, keep people like coming back to the page to see what I posted. Um, with those, I always write a script. I purposely keep my reels 60 seconds exact. And like, even when I write the script, I'll take my phone and take the timer out and I'll read the script and make sure it's exactly 60 seconds. Cause I feel like that's the sweet spot to keep people's attention. Um, but yeah, you have to be intentional with the, the videos and. Do you have any like strategies that you do while like those reels, like that grab people attention that also to, um, customize like and show who you are yep yep so i always put like funny stuff in there i always start off with the hook um so the basic format of my reels is the hook the meat and potatoes so like what am i trying to teach you right now and then the ending so like if you watch my videos you know the ending it always ends with like a small joke and then like the smile at the end um one of my most recent ones i was talking about um the fact that most people think that you only need the down payment and they forget about like the closing costs and all that other stuff. <laughs> so the very first thing I said was, oh, you thought you only needed the down payment? Oh, you're gonna hate this video. Mm-hmm. So now you're instantly like, oh, what is what is he about to say? Like, what is he talking about? And then I go right into the information so I don't wait. Um, one of the things that I see a lot of people doing is they'll start the video. Hi, my name is Brandon Archie with Keller Williams class. I've already clicked off. So like, you just get right into the info. Because if your content is good enough at the end of the day, people are gonna keep coming back anyway. And I would assume that it's very apparent on my Instagram that I'm a realtor. Mm-hmm. That's the very first thing on my page is Brandon mm-hmm. Archie, Minnesota Realtor. Mm-hmm. So I don't feel the need to have to say that in every video or give people my phone number after every video. Because again- Yeah, you I, already know me. Yeah, you, yeah. Know, you know who I am. Yeah, and so. even if it's a video that just came up on their Explore page or something, the content of the video kind of makes it apparent that you're a realtor. And if they're interested in what you're saying, then they're gonna look into your profile anyway. So even if they don't already follow you and know who you are, they will, if they're interested. So can you tell us a little bit more about um, the specific process of, because I know you said you write a script and then record it, and then with the editing and all of that, like what kind of stuff do you use to edit your videos? Do you do it all on your own? Do you have a team? Kind of go into more of that. Yeah, so every video that you see me post, I do it 100% on my own. Um, and that just that's comes, amazing. Thank you. And that just comes with, like I said, I have a natural interest in that stuff to begin with. So I already had kind of a general understanding of how to use all that. Um, 
So I'll start off with obviously, what am I talking about? Um, so the closing costs, what are closing costs? Okay, let's sit down, let's write the script for that. What's the hook? How do I get people to click on it? Mm-hmm. And then go right into the information and then end it with, you know, whatever I ended with. Um, then from there, I'll record it. Now that I've done a few of these and I've gotten the process down, if I already have the script, I can probably record and edit the entire reel in 30 minutes. Maybe. That's what I was going to ask, because I was going to say, it sounds like it does. It You have to be intentional with it. It yeah. has to be authentic. Yeah. And it sounds like it could take quite a bit of time. So I was mm-hmm. going to ask, like, how much of time does this take? So about yeah. like 30 minutes to from... Was for, a, for a 60-second reel, for me, yes. about 30 minutes, yeah. Yeah. Now, the YouTube videos, again, that's a whole other topic because with YouTube, you have to be way more intentional, even with your, your title, your topics. So you have to do, like, keyword research beforehand to see, okay, how many people are even looking for this title on YouTube? Because if you just randomly do a video and post it on YouTube, you're probably not going to get any views unless somebody's actually searching for that term on YouTube. So it's kind of like reverse engineering when you're talking about YouTube. You have to start with the topic. Like the hashtags? Yeah. Is hashtags still a thing? I have no clue. Yeah. I I think it depends on the goal. I don't like it. You know, it depends on the goal and it depends on the platform. Because I just feel like sometimes people search through that. Mm. I guess maybe my generation. Like I do. I search through hashtags sometimes. So that's why I think it depends on what you're posting and what platform Pl- what platform yeah yeah learning every day guys <laughs> yeah well and that's that going back again to people posting the same content on each platform each platform is made to hit a different person or different different demographic so if you're posting the same thing you may not be reaching as many people so you kind of have to know where you are and use you know whatever you're doing for that platform specifically. That honestly takes a lot of organization because sometimes I get overwhelmed and I po- I cross post like no other. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> everything that I post on Instagram, I'll put on Facebook and mm-hmm. it's still, it's, it's a lot. So to have to find three or like however many different posts for each platform mm-hmm. takes a lot of organization, but it also takes a lot of creativity. Mm-hmm. And another thing I'll do too, like, I'm not saying that I'll never post the same thing on Instagram and Facebook. But mm-hmm. if I'm, so like the videos, all of my reels are both on Facebook and Instagram. But what I'll do is if I record, let's say I record three reels at once, I'll put one on Instagram and I'll post another one on Facebook. And then a few days later, I'll flip flop them, you know, and post the other one on the other one. Mm-hmm. Just, just as long as you're not posting the same exact thing at the same time on both. Yeah. Well, that's nice and a smart idea because then you aren't necessarily having to recreate the like the wheel every single time. Mm-hmm. Reinvent the wheel. Reinvent yeah. the wheel. Or recreate. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Either one, same thing. Yeah. <laughs> With your YouTube, that was really interesting how you were talking about having to do that research for what people are searching. Mm-hmm. How do you how do you do that? Like if there was another agent who wants to post on YouTube and they have no idea about all that keyword research and everything. Mm-hmm. What, what does that look like? Yeah, so there's a bunch of different um, tools, apps out there. So the one that I use is called TubeBuddy. Um, it's specifically for YouTube. So you can type in a specific phrase and it'll tell you how many people per month look for that, um, look for that specific key phrase. Uh, what's the competition for that key phrase? So like how hard it'll be to rank if you do make a video for that based on how many other people have already made videos for that. Uh, and there's 
one other thing, one other metric, but I forgot what it was at this point. That's a lot of really good information, though. Yeah. yeah. That's cool. And you get it all in one spot. Yep. So the biggest thing with YouTube is the video that you're making, so obviously the title, and then like when you write the description of what the video is, like using keywords in there as well, um, and then tags, which are kind of similar to hashtags. Um, but yeah, making sure that all those are in there. So, but then at the end of the day, your video actually has to be good to keep people's attention. Yeah. Yeah. One thing that YouTube is really good at is they have so many different like analytics that you can look at for each video, like um, what your audience retention is, um, where your viewers are coming from. So like, can you see like age and demographic and all of that too? Yep. Once you get a certain amount of views on a video and it's a lot, um, you can see all that stuff. Uh, but yeah, there's so many different things that you can look at and kind of tweak your videos based on that click-through rate. So like if your thumbnail isn't really a good thumbnail and you only mm. have like a 1% click-through rate, that must that means that people aren't clicking on your video based on your thumbnail. So maybe you should change your thumbnail. So it's just all kinds of stuff like that. It's, it's almost like another job just mm -hmm. doing YouTube. Yeah, <laughs> no, that's very true because I think like a lot of times people think about like, what do I need to do to rank? But then that's not the only factor. Like there are so many other yeah. different things to think about too, yep. when yep. you're trying to get the most out of your videos. Mm -hmm. And the other thing with YouTube too, that I think may have been a factor in the past, but not so much now, is that a lot of people think that, oh, I need to focus on getting subscribers on YouTube. Subscribers don't matter. It's the views that you get on your video. Mm -hmm. um, if you log into your YouTube right now and like go to your browse page, all the videos that you see on there, I would guarantee you 90% of the videos you see on your browse page aren't even people you're subscribed to. Right. Yeah. So YouTube is constantly like... Yeah, I'm not subscribed to anyone, but I just look at videos. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, they're, they're paying attention to what kind of videos you like and they're suggesting videos based on videos you've watched in the past. So mm -hmm. it doesn't necessarily mean you need a bunch of subscribers because most of your subscribers probably aren't even seeing the videos you post anyway. It's the people that are watching it or people that are looking for that info. Yeah, for sure. And I think that applies to other social media platforms too. Even with Instagram, it shows you on your Explore page like recommended reels. And even like you said earlier, if people, even though people aren't commenting or liking, doesn't mean that they're not seeing it. You're still staying top of mind mm -hmm. and consistent with those people. What piece of advice would you give to a realtor brand new into the industry and starting and wanted to potentially do video marketing? I would definitely say focus on quality, not quantity. Um, don't do a video just to do a video and get stuff out there. Like you actually want to make sure you're putting out quality content that people will come back and, you know, wait for your next video. And then also, I would probably say the biggest thing is consistency, the one that I'm just now getting to. <laughs> um, if you're not doing it consistent or consistently, it doesn't matter if you put out a great video one time, but if you're not going to keep doing it, then you probably shouldn't even do it to begin with because it's not going to get you anything. Very well said. Yeah, that was great. Well, thank you so much, Brandon, for coming on. Thank you. Where can people find you at? Uh, you can find me on Instagram, brandonarchie.realestate, um, YouTube, you can do the same thing. And uh, yeah. Awesome. We'll link that in the show notes too. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you so much for joining us on this episode of the All American Dream Podcast. We hope you loved it as much as we did. For more content, please follow us on Instagram at All American Dream Podcast. We look forward to chatting with you soon.